with the new And it's out with the old Out goes the warm And in comes the cold It's the most predictable story told In with the young Out with the old Down with the shine The perfect shine That poisons the Howdy everybody, Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into episode 127 of Justified Pursuit. Back from hiatus, uh, no show last week, but lots of stuff to get into today. Riding shotgun, as always, the good counselor Chisholm Cook. I missed your, I missed your musk. I missed your <laughs> presence. <laughs> Can't smell my musk through this, uh, the miracle of Zoom. I missed your virtual musk, man. Tell me a hunting story. Speaking of musk, I shot a water buck. Those things are real stinky. Really? Yeah, that was cool. Uh, they, I mean, like more stinky than a dead elk mm-mm. in September? About the same. But yeah. they don't have a lot of stinky animals like that there. It's really like the only one that pees on itself and like acts more like um, like our deer species. So um, even when they're red, rutting, the antelope don't really get stinky mm-mm. to speak of? No, uh uh-uh. From the tiniest little blue diker that I shot, which weighed like 10 pounds, and are super, find out, these, those things are little bastards. They are super aggressive, territorial, um, not, not real nice animals, but they're so small, all the way up to a 600-pound kudu, let's say, bull. Um, yeah, old water buck is the stinkiest thing over there, but it reminds me of all of our deer species. And Carl's like, yeah, he even said this is probably more like what you guys experience with your, you know, your hooved animals back home, but it's really the only one of ours that gets this musty, uh, ruddy stench to it. And it did. Hmm. Once we all got, once Carl, the cameraman, and myself got back in the uh, truck, it's like, God, we stink after touching that thing. So that was cool, though. Uh, the I, m- I m- mocked you for shooting one of those dumb dikers. But I have to admit now that watching a diker fight sounds like it'd be pretty hilarious. Mm, Did you yeah. get to see this? No, I didn't get to see them fight. They just no. explained to you that they're really territorial. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they 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 have a symbiotic relationship with the monkeys. They follow the monkeys through the jungle and eat Pick through the their leaves poop. and the fruit that they drop. No, they won't eat old leaves. They'll only eat fresh leaves that have just fallen. So that's why they follow the monkeys. Interesting. But we didn't hunt them in a water hole. That's the, you can hunt them two ways. At a water hole, wait for them to come in, or you can do it with dogs. The dogs are not fast enough to catch these little things, though, so they just push them out into the open while you're waiting with a shotgun. And to roll them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many did you shoot at? Uh, no, I only, I only shot at one. Saw two. The first one ran out like way out of shotgun range. So then we went to a different stretch of the jungle. It's basically these big pineapple fields where and where the water would run because it's kind of rolling hills. It's all dense jungle that's been left um, unmanipulated. And that's where the dikers and monkeys live, run the dogs in there. And the guy that runs that, they're like a beagle terrier cross. The guy that runs the dogs, he knows. He's like, he can tell you this is where the diker will come out. And then he sets you there with a the shotgun. Hmm. Is this totally new terrain in your trips to Africa? Yeah, I've never been to this, but it's way closer to the coast and uh, more humid. Yeah, Yeah. it was was cool. 
and any any type of hunting with dogs I, I thoroughly enjoy uh then we toiled for like three days on kudu which we got a nice one but it was like everything we did well the other two guys that were in my camp that that, that went with me they shot kudu on the first day of, that we went to that camp and then carl and i had to wait till day three so i had taken the bow with me there's no way you're going to sneak up on a kudu with a bow i just don't you can't call them in like elk um they're just very very wary so we didn't even try that this took three days with the rifle but that cut into my bow hunting time at the end of the you know towards the end of the safari we were hoping to have some some days for that only had one day to bow hunt so that was uh only downfall but we did uh quite a bit of bird hunting we've shot some geese and some pigeons and like a duck blind where of course you can bait there unlike here and you shoot them with lead shot unlike here <laughs> but you know what they don't have they don't have a bird hunting culture so like no one's bird hunting so that no one really cares they don't have the regulations carl was like i know literally in all of my carl's my ph he's like i probably have two friends in south africa that actually care about bird hunting two and he's like ingrained in the hunting culture there and that's what he does for a living so there's just it's not a big uh it's not a big deal wing shooting there but then we did a day of uh gray partridge hunting in the mountains that was one of the coolest things i've done in africa with irish setters and we shot i think 15 or 16. uh so that was a lot of fun so i noticed that you seemed to somewhat correct me when i said cool you did some wing shooting and you said yeah we did partridge upland partridge hunting too is that not really considered i understand the difference between upland and like migratory bird hunting mm -hmm. in terms of habitat and how the bird acts and stuff but you still shoot them on the wing so is it really not considered wing shooting i don't know i always considered waterfowling waterfowling and wing shooting more upland hunting but i guess technically yeah it's all wing shooting okay so you're saying upland would be wing shooting yeah yeah, yeah. So, so i misinterpreted your corrective there yeah okay yeah. yeah i mean they're all flying you're not ground raking them mm, i've been known to shoot a duck off the water <laughs> by and large you're not flying yeah. ground raking them yeah uh so yeah great trip um interesting anecdote from customs coming back into the country at dfw airport we're in line you know u.s citizens and then regular whatever uh not non-citizens i guess you would call them and it was like okay it's gonna be a 30-minute wait they're clearly understaffed we're sitting there for 15 minutes our line hasn't moved and they keep grabbing people from the non-us citizen side and putting them in front of us so now they're doing the non non-citizens in their own part and now they're doing them in our part dude the unrest was noticeable and people started saying to the customs people hey how about you take care of some american citizens and i was definitely one of those people after you know 30 minutes of waiting and nothing happening and all these immigrants moving in front of us and i was like this is just exactly what's wrong with this country how about America last? Oh, wait, yes, that's exactly what we're doing. They didn't have any answer for us, but their their line was moving very quickly, and they were making all of us wait. People were pissed. Pissed. Being like, telling this lady, you know, it didn't affect me. I didn't have another flight to catch, but some of the people were like, we're going to miss our flights. They were not being as kind as how I'm, you know, re relaying what they were saying to the uh, customs officials. But anyway... Yeah, I don't care about any of that. So how many animals did you kill per day? <laughs> uh, well, I killed four four big game animals and then 
bird hunted twice. So, oh, but, only but, big but keep in mind, I've been there six times. So the things on my list are a lot different than say, it's great to see a guy on his first morning on his first safari, wide eyed and just full of expectation. Those guys tend to shoot 12 animals 12 on stuff, a seven day safari, crash. you know, two of the, yeah, two of the guys went, went nuts. Uh, one of the other guys had been there three times with me. So he, he shot a Cape Buffalo, uh, some more high end species. I think he only killed four animals, but they were, you know, it was like a roan zebra wildebeest and buffalo so it was a zebra a kudu a diker i guess counts as big game mm-hmm. what was the fourth uh water buck oh yeah i guess that was a it, i mean your hand on it i guess that was a legit trophy water buck oh yeah it was very nice mature bull mm-hmm. spent a lot of time glassing dude so much time glassing especially for the kudu like you after two days of that, your eyeballs just hurt. Yeah. It kind of hurts all day looking through a spotting scope with binos. How did that kudu compare to your prior kudus? Mm, about the same. Just nice figure eight mature bull. Figure eight. Uh, yeah. Which we... Uh, I guess we, there's like like what, the, the, three full curls on each side kind of end up making an eight or something like that. Mm, yeah. So... Yeah, this awesome trip as always. I have uh, dates booked for 2024 and 2025. You should come along <laughs> on one of those. We'll see if God has it in the cards for me. Uh, so what did I miss while I was pretty detached from the news cycle for the better part of two weeks? Is Bud Light still thinking? Uh, yes, Good. quite thankfully. Uh, in fact, news as of like yesterday, I guess they do, um, you know, there's like a, a weekly reporting structure for, I don't know if it's all publicly traded beer companies or, you know, just how Anheuser-Busch does it, but they they do report like weekly their sales and um, Bud Light specifically fell for the first time in I don't know how long from its purse as the top most sold beer this week to second behind Modelo. Um, but also owned by Anheuser-Busch. So we need to let the people know about that. So Tim Poole spec- clarified, and he said like internationally, I guess InBev technically owns Modelo. And then Anheuser-Busch has, Bush has the distribution in the States. So yeah, it's all the same parent company. But I mean, if you want to try to protest and, and you know, all Anheuser-InBev, products it's like three-fourths of all the beer you don't get to drink basically right like there's other options out there dude all order it's fine oh i mean i don't have to drink any of them because i basically only drink micro brews or texas-based you know mid-sizes like don't drink carbock it's owned by uh, anheuser bush carbock sold out and they didn't make that great of beer anyway yeah way too hoppy too hoppy like they're they're one they were probably so so you know i discovered hops I don't know what mid twenties. Mm. Um, you know, got into the whole IPA thing, and then and then just kept feeling like everything keeps getting hoppier and hoppier to the point where it became like not fun to drink. Like you sweat hops and you breathe hops, and mm. it's too much. You can't drink more than like two, like mega ninety minute dogfish head IPA type <laughs> hoppy ass beers, right? And so I like a little bit of hops. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Carbach was one of the worst culprits about like, how about we just stuff the bottle with hops themselves? Like not even brew them. We'll just here, just eat some hops. That's what yeah. Carbach's whole gig was all about. But yeah. one of the best IPAs ever was the Shiner. I think the one they called Wild Hair, which was like just yeah, hoppy yeah. enough to let you know it was an IPA, but not, you know, where you were going to sweat it for three days. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorites that you can find everywhere is Sierra Nevada. It's a good one. In the green bottle. Pretty hoppy, but yeah, that was kind of an early. Uh, it's like an entry level one, but you can still find it and they don't, they don't price gouge like most of the other ones do. Yeah. But yeah, so Bud Light is um, kind of for all intents and purposes, I would say wrecked. I don't see it coming back. Um, probably a lot of these people who drink it have, you know, moved on and realized, oh, that beer sucked all this time. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not good. I think it's made out of rice. You don't even make beer out of rice. Isn't that it's Bud terrible. Light? I think I, they I make know. Bud Light. Either that or Miller Light. One of those two crap light lagers isn't even technically a beer by, well, like, old German regulatory standards. Hmm? It's not Miller Light. I think it's Bud Light. I think it's made from rice, which is not the grain. Like, you know how, like, Germany and France, they have, like, they have laws on the books for the production of beer in Germany and wine in France, you know, what can be called uh, champagne in France and, you know, da, da, da. Per German beer standards, Bud Light is not a beer. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I mean, I was in my early 20s when I figured out Bud Light sucked anyway. But they doubled I the down. I saw this. Uh, I did see this upon my return, that Bud Light... And they're probably only da- donating 200000 because, well, their pocketbook's <laughs> obliterated. Uh, Bud Light pledges two hundred k to support LGBTQ plus business owners of color. Cool. <laughs> so they're doubling down. I guess they figured, well, uh, the uh, normal people aren't drinking the beer anyway. So now we have the audience that we were going for. We have, we've now got that 1% of the population that we were targeting while we alienated, you know, the other percent of the uh, beer drinking community, the 99%. So, working out great for him so far. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I th- I, you know, Rogan, it's funny. He must have gotten some heat. When that thing first broke loose, he had a comedian on, and they mocked and ridiculed everybody for going all crazy with the Bud Light protest and basically said like, you know, his take is, and I, I'm, I appreciate the sentiment. There's plenty of people who say, let's just ditch cancel culture in both directions. Like, let's just not do this. Those people are morons. Uh, they are, they are. I get their point. Right. Especially uh, I get their point. Right. Like just everybody just do what, what makes you happy and don't worry about marketing. It's just marketing. Right. But he has clearly done a 180 to an extent on that because he had three other guys on this past week, one of whom will drink like 18 Bud Lights on the show every time he comes on, this comedian. Um, Is he doing a bit or is he just like, what is he doing? The dude that drinks 18 Bud Lights? Yeah. That's just what he does. He's a – I got to look him up real quick. Likes to put some beers down. Yeah, he's a big guy. He played college football. He's a comedian now. Really funny. Does an amazing Trump impression. Uh, he's from Pennsylvania originally. 
Um, and he's interesting because he actually got Martin. No, not that guy. Shane Gillis is the guy's name. Okay. Shane Gillis, kind of a new to the comic, you know, kind of to the national scene in the last few years. But what really got him his initial notoriety and his first debut on with Rogan was he got canceled by, by Saturday Night Live. He had a, he was a, a writer and contributor to Saturday Night Live for like less than a year. I don't know if he ever even made it on the show itself, but he was on the cast and had some tweet about, he made a joke about Asians and got himself canceled. Um, and it was a harmless joke. Like, you know, only woke lefties would have really been offended by whatever the hell he said. He's a comic, right? That's what they do. Mm-hmm. So he got himself canceled. He went on Rogan. Now he's one of the biggest comics and there is. But yeah, he just loved, he just drinks Bud Light like it's water because it is. And so he still drinks it. Right. So he was drinking it on the show. And Rogan was saying, they were all like, yeah, this is going to blow over. By the end of the month, it'll be over with. And he's like, I don't think so, man. He's like, this thing is going to stick. Bud Light's effed. Rogan like, this has that. become yeah he's like this has become like a cultural rallying cry so you know he went from like y'all get over it this is silly to when he specifically mentioned remember the lady marketing lady the vp of marketing who it got you know went, went on viral. administrative leave like a week later and then now she's been after the gone. video went viral of her talking about how we got to get away from the freddy you know, childish college humor and we need to be more inclusive and, you know, basically just mocking, you know, 75% of the people who drink that piss. I wonder. That's what he pointed to is like the, is like the nail in the coffin for them. If it had just been the cans and they had just let that go, like die on the vine, maybe it had been one thing. But when she came out and mocked everybody who drank the damn stuff, he's like, that's, that sticks and it's not going away. Yeah. Because they hired her and then that's, so that's obviously with their belief system. No, I mean, she was speaking on behalf of Bud Light. Yeah. You know, so. In the direction uh, so, that they want to take it. Bud Light's screwed. I, I saw a George Strait concert video where people were in line to get to buy beer. And no one was buying Bud Light. Dude, <laughs> supposedly, over, supposedly over more Memorial Day weekend, it was $3.99 a case. <laughs> I haven't like been able to validate that, but that's what somebody who what didn't sound like he was joking, uh, like was speaking to this. I think it was Victor Davis Hanson actually. But yeah, four bucks a case, four bucks a twenty-four pack for and, light on Memorial Day weekend. But you know the thing, like thirty is, cents a can, right? You know what the thing is, is that people don't want to drink it, even if they wanted to buy beer for three ninety-nine for a case. They don't want their buddies to see them drinking it because you know you know you're going to get chastised. So now it's become a symbol. It's like a status symbol of oh, you're drinking Bud Light. Whoa, what's what's going on there? What's wrong with you? Yeah, well, that was one of the things that this guy Shane Gillis actually said. He's like, they kind of are trying to be you know good liberals and act like the trans part doesn't matter and the LGBT blah 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 blah. Everybody's not actually up in arms about that part. He's like. He's like, it's become, it's become a, a source of mockery at the bar. He's like, there are people who won't order it at the bar anymore because they know that the guy next to him is going to call them gay. Whatever. Why are you drinking that you know? gay tranny beer? Right. Yeah. Um, it's a fair question. And I've been canceled. I have no problem with cancel culture if it is done for the right reason. Canceling someone because you don't 
um, canceling someone because what they say doesn't fit your narrative is different than than saying, well, science says you you're not a boy, you're you're a girl. Or, no, I'm not agreeing not, with Rogan. So, I'm just saying I understand his sentiment. It's being on the side of truth and and justice. I would say is uh, I you know I I don't think you should be canceled for that. Speaking speaking reality, not living in the twilight zone. That's who should be canceled is people living in the twilight zone, which is clearly what Bud Light was doing, and Dylan Mulvaney is still there. well i don't even the whole idea what is cancel culture in the first place to me it's more like why would i financially support the business a business run by people that hate me because that's what it is and I, i'm getting this from yeah, again, i'm not so maybe it, i wasn't maybe i'm more of a victim of censorship that's what it is so right they, so they don't like what i'm saying so they censor me and therefore ultimately you know cancel delete my instagram they don't like my politics. Right. They don't like guns. Bye bye. Right. See, that's yeah. that to me is censorship like that. Deleting your page. That's more like being canceled, right? Being um, violently shouted shouted down on Twitter or whatever until you've like roll hold up in our, as a hermit. You know, some of these people are really they get dogpiled on by these things, and it like wrecks them. You know, emotionally. Um, to me, that's what we mean when we say cancel. This is just a basically a boycott mm-hmm. of a crappy beer um, because of propaganda and, like I said, hatred toward the very people who had been financially supporting that beer all along. So what about Target? Target. All of our, all of our wives' favorite place to go, Target. Right. All of that started and, and culminated while you were gone, probably? No, no, no. no, no, no. Target, Target was like already ten, a week, 10 days. It might, dude, this oh. Target thing's been going on for a while. They've had gay pride crap going forever. I, did, I mean, the, the Tucket bathing suit, though, kind of came around. Uh, you know, summer's here. Now we got to offer bathing suits for children, for boys, so they can tuck their wieners inside of it in a girl's bathing suit. But don't worry, we don't sell kid sizes. But then, wait, this is like, this bathing suit's built for like a four-year-old, but it wasn't in the kids section. So, also heard there's the the guy that makes all that stuff has satanic tees too on his, in his lineup of apparel. Satanic clothing, and I think he puts that type of stuff on social media. I know he has publicly said something like, or or, or maybe this is actually apparel that he sells. To your point, I, I don't have this very specifics, but he's basically said something like. The Bible and Christians claim that LGBTQ people are sinners, while meanwhile Satan says that we can be whoever we want and do as thou wilt, so we're siding with Satan. That's what he said. They're siding with Satan. Let me say that. Completely stripped myself from that conversation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Target is, you know, supporting, you know, the agenda. Well, no, I mean, is supporting economically a at least an individual who is openly Satanist. Um, that one's a real mess. Um, Have you had a conversation with Ashley about shopping there? Totally, because she and Riley were at Target last week and saw it. Hmm. And they came back and they were like, couldn't believe it. It was right there in the sort of front middle of the, the store. And at the checkout line, people were talking about it. And, you know, 
asking the asking the checkout person about it and i mean she said it was just as bad as everybody's making it out to be it was right there at target and stone oak north of san antonio so aaron um, and i have just had a conversation and it was more like our sh- our family doesn't shop at target anymore that's how is that your instructions to her or is she yeah pretty much she didn't she hadn't been to target to see it firsthand but uh and so. she agreed she didn't, or she didn't she didn't say no i'm not i'm gonna keep going i just said we don't go there and even said to the kids say bye to target yeah my uh, first observation on it and then i heard some i actually had this thought and then heard somebody say it on a podcast is interestingly they started this like mid-may pride mm-hmm. starts june 1st right which is why so, I knew about it, like like I said, a couple weeks right. ago. So they're like encroaching beyond, like they're, they're, they're two or three weeks out ahead of it. Like, how long are we going to do this, right? And the person I was listening to is actually on Megyn Kelly. It was that guy that um, uh, Michael, um, he's from the Daily Wire, Michael Knowles. Mm-hmm. Was like, yeah, they started it out in early to mid-May and, you know, they'll probably stretch it out till well into July. It already pretty much is stretching into July. And then apparently October is gay lg gay and lesbian history month or something like that so then they already have october he's like you know pretty soon it'll be a quarter of the year and then after that it'll be a third of the year and then it'll just be you know rainbows while the the uh, heroes of this country get one day memorial day <laughs> yeah i saw a meme of that they get a whole month and then it's a bunch of coffins with flags over it they get one day yeah well what they did was gross it was targeting children 100 percent how can you say that chisholm it's just a bathing suit made for four-year-olds that has a penis oh, what about the onesies that say ask me my pronouns and in the in some of the kids it's not just gay it's like there was actually trans propaganda on kids t-shirts like trans right. is normal i saw this one that was made for a four-year-old yeah. like said, ask me my pronouns and yeah. and yeah and like signs and stuff that say uh, trans make the world better or something like that dude it's so, totally where's gay satanic trans target stock now 12 billion dollars down from where it was at the beginning of may they have lost 12 billion in market cap like 30 something percent how much has bud light lost um over 30 percent of bud light sales but you Uh know if you look at their international global business empire it's like Oh, oh i'm glad you said that so we're at this uh we're at a lounge at the airport in Doha, Qatar, in between flights, they have a little layover. I believe it's Qatar. I'm going to pronounce it like the people like on the airplane, the airplane that are from Qatar, pronounce it, and they don't say Qatar; they say Qatar. Oh, so yeah, I'm going to go These with how they change. Say it. Okay, uh, because I that's I did think the same thing as you, and then you actually get on the, the airline that's the namesake of the country, and they don't say it like that. So I anyway, um, so. We're in this lounge, and I said, I'd like a beer, please. And the lady's like, okay. And she cracks open a Budweiser can. And I said, no, 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 no. I don't want that one. What else do you have? She goes, this is it. And I said, then you just put it back in the thing because I'm not having that. And I'll have a glass of wine instead. But the rest of the world has no idea. They'll be fine globally. Yeah, but, dude, I don't think that much Bud Light gets drank globally because it's crap. Nobody drinks it. No, I think Budweiser does. People Maybe think Budweiser. that's like an American, like, Know, maybe we look at like a Stella or something, like, and they're like, "Oh, Budweiser, the American beer." Well, but I mean, anyway, if you ever had an actual Budweiser, it's actually a pretty decent beer. But like crap, still made with we rice. We used to have a fraternity brother that drank the crap out of the diesel. The diesel, right? Yeah. Um, 
My most interesting nugget on Target is that, that, you know, well, it's happening with Bud Light and Target and all these things happen with the Dodgers, too. So, you know, all the Dodgers are trying to have some satanic nun like group out for oh they were giving them an award a community award i saw the dance that they did on the cross the scantily clad dudes like what the heck then there was some baseball you know who's a member you know who's a member of the sisters of perpetual indulgence sam brenton that freak that was put in charge of nuclear waste that got himself arrested for stealing women's luggage yeah yeah he's a member of the dc chapter um all I of was them sad to see the Dodgers backpedal. They they like no, we're not giving them the award. And then the backlash was so much that they were like, okay, we're going to invite them back. Meanwhile, Clayton Kershaw, the longest tenured Dodger, future Hall of Fame pitcher, was like, he's making sure they're having a Christian faith and family night coming up in July. Yep, this is his response. He's like, fine, we're gonna y'all want to do that? You want to play that game? Then we're bringing back Christian faith and family night. Right. I don't know if it's going to help. All of them, all three of the brands have had, you know, a huge backlash by conservatives. And then when they showed even the slightest, like, response to it, kind of retraction of what they'd done, then a backlash from the LGBTQ. And so it's really interesting because now we have this. shit about what the LGBTQ community thinks. They're such well, a, but it's interesting a tiny it, portion of the population. It sticks them if a, in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, which is why for finally, after saying it for a few years, the phrase go woke, go broke is actually legit. Because if you go woke and the conservatives pull back from you and you try to do something to put the genie back in the bottle, then the LGBTQ side comes after you. Now you're losing on all fronts where if you had just shut up and sold beer, if you'd have just shut up and sold baseball game tickets, if you'd have just shut up and sold the stuff at Target without a big, huge pride uh, propaganda initiative, nobody would be mad mm-hmm. because I didn't see LGBTQ people demanding pride rainbows at Target until they put them up and then took and then tried to move them. Right. Yeah. But then, of course, the inevitable backlash against the conservatives is that it's like echo terrorism, economic terrorism. <laughs> Dude, I um, saw that. Yeah, but but then there was these bomb threats up in Utah, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean the bomb threats, I guess, for real. Well, I don't know. I say four of them, right? Was it four? Maybe I, I heard four targets were for they had bomb threats called in. From, right, but no actual bombs. It was yeah. you know that type of thing where bomb threat was made and then they cleared the store and they cleared the employees and then nothing was found and it was all bogus, right? So no agenda played this last I think on Sunday. Um, and it's been reported other places since the audio that they played of the local news in, in, um, Salt Lake. And I know Provo and I don't know where else they were like the, uh, pride displays at targets have resulted in, uh, bomb threats or bomb threats levied in response to pride. And so it made it sound like conservatives were doing it right. They were actually bomb threats called in out of fury because those targets had moved their pride stuff to the back of the store because of all the backlash locally to the pride stuff. And that's what the same thing that happened with the Dodgers. The actual bomb threats 
were coming from the pride community, from people right. who were pissed about well, the response. You know, you know and the news or local news tried they didn't lie, they didn't say you know, right wing extremisms and blah blah blah. They just said that the pride thing resulted in bomb threats when in reality it was the pride thing getting moved after the people were sick of it that resulted in the bomb threats. They just left that part out. Well, that's because uh traditional traditionally conservatives don't call in bomb threats to stores it's mentally unstable psychopaths to do that right but according to biden and the fbi white ring white right white ring blah, blah, blah. right wing conservative uh terrorism is on the right there you go you nailed it there yeah. yeah um so terrorists we're we are terrorists for not stepping foot in the store so are we vandalizing the store just out of curiosity, are we uh, are we reenacting the BLM looting and rioting? I saw how many targets were destroyed during that. Nothing drives the left more nuts than the people they're trying to bully into uh, their subservience, taking a stand and using their own tactics back against them. That sure. makes them crazy. Yeah. So we are terrorists for not shopping there. It's, to me, that seems like a pretty peaceful protest. Totally. Be more peaceful than throwing Molotov cocktails at federal courthouses and stuff. Calling in bomb threats, yes. Uh, what about Chick Fil A? This is this. This was a shocker. I saw this on the airplane on the way home. On my, so you, let me okay. tell you how many flights you get. You get to enjoy on the route that I take anyway. Uh, Dallas to Doha is fourteen hours. Doha to Joburg is nine hours. Joburg to Port Elizabeth is an hour and a half flight. And then you get in the car and you go, you drive two hours to camp. So it's like a full 30 hour travel fest. Worth it. Yuck. Worth it, worth it, worth it. But you are pretty jet lagged by the time you get there. Yeah. Um. But Chick-fil-A, they don't even, they, they're closed on Sundays. So that people can go to church. Okay. On one hand, you could say, well, one thing I learned, they've had a diversity, equity, and inclusion like department slash initiative since like 2019. So you could say, is this even news? Um, all that happened was they promoted somebody from that group to be the vice president or chief DEI person, mm -hmm. officer, either vice president of DEI or DEI you know, chief DEI officer. But it's not like it's brand new. They didn't just suddenly add DEI. Um, I guess the question is, what does that mean and where do they go with it, right? Like, if it just means training for... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, dude. I, it depends on what it means, right? If it means that all of a sudden that Target, that, that, that Chick-fil-A is going to stop being closed on Sundays because somehow that's not inclusive of non-believers who you know treat sunday as the sabbath or you know certainly if it means that they're going to start selling rainbow fried chicken nuggets um i think they're gonna have a problem but um i'll be interested to see if it results i haven't so seen what did anything the guy say i mean all i saw was a headline that says chick-fil-a dei director says white people should get on their knees and shine black people's shoes I don't think he said that. I think you made that up. I did not make that up. What? What? 
what are you what did what are you tell me what you're thinking of first because this all is i know is that they appointed a guy to a position and he gave a super generic all i heard was a super generic statement issued that chick-fil-a embraces diversity equity and inclusion and is making this promotion in an effort to further that that initiative like i i unless what you're talking about is a guy having said that on twitter in a prior life or something like that i have not heard anything about what you just said and it sounds ludicrous mm, you should look it up okay well i'm gonna just go oh okay this video just came out so it's a three-year-old video, but it's now making the rounds, I guess, uh, once this Chick-fil-A news came out. Dan Cathy, the son of Chick-fil-A founder S. Truett Cathy, got down on his knees at a church in Atlanta in June 2020 as the city was gripped by protest over the police-involved deaths of George Floyd, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I did hear about that. I invite folks to put some words to action. The devout Christian. I Okay, well, this is interesting. To me, this makes me think that this is just right-wing propaganda like right they, they spun that all out of control yeah. a single guy who is the heir to chick-fil-a you know in because the, the headline i saw said chick-fil-a's uh, chick-fil-a's ceo suggests white people shine black people's shoes now and they're trying to make a three-year-old thing right where he was doing something which yes there's nothing wrong with him saying that especially in that time frame and if he's and if he's doing the act like whatever i'm not gonna do it but i, I get yeah it. i mean hard. three years later you and i look back and realize that that was used as a propaganda initiative to create basically what we now have now have which is a you know marxist revolution but at the time i didn't know how, i hadn't sort of listened to mofax yet and listening to you know how this and 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 james Lindsay and all the other stuff we've talked about over the last three years we've been on a journey cable a journey yeah. of learning and discovery none of us knew what was I mean, you probably had a little better handle on it than I did, but we didn't know what was going on that summer. We just know we watched no. a dude get killed with a knee on his neck for 10 solid minutes for many minutes after he had, you know, stopped responding and it looked real bad. Right. And we didn't know that that happens something like 18 times a year to unarmed black men. And it happens 50 times a year to unarmed white men. And we don't know any of their names, but we know all of the 18 black men's names. We didn't know that it's being deliberately manipulated and wielded by the media like it is right we this dude i don't know maybe he's was in the same boat who knows if his thoughts have evolved if he's you know seen you know beyond the curtain a little bit if he still feels that way but either way it wasn't a statement on behalf of chick-fil-a right it was the son of the guy who founded chick-fil-a who got you know who was here's a here's a better headline <laughs> chick-fil-a ceo dan kathy's shoe shine story causes viral storm as old clip resurfaces. So let's just sum it up like that. Right. Like this is old news and is now being used by the old party. news is being manipulated and being basically, you know, misrepresented. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Um, I don't have a lot of clips today because I literally have only been back for 24 hours, but I do have this one for you and I am going to be throwing a $190 sleeping bag in the trash can. Once I go upstairs and get it out of the closet. Have you seen Patagonia? Not recently, but I mean, I know they're... Not the, not the... No, her name, his name is Patagonia. 
Oh, this is, the is this the phase. trans cartoon that they're using to promote? Yeah. No, it's not a cartoon, dude. It's not. It's a. It's a. It's a redheaded man with a mustache dressed dressed up like a woman, and this is an actual video from North Face's page. This is the North Face's Instagram account. They paid to make this filth. Me, Patagonia, a real-life homosexual. And today, I'm here with the North Face. We are here to invite you to come out in nature with us. Wow, this is nice. We like to call this little tour the Summer of Pride. This tour has everything. Hiking, community, art, lesbians, lesbians making art. Last year, we gay saw shade across the nation and celebrated pride across the nation with hundreds of you across the nation. This year, we're back, back, back again with two new stops. Atlanta, GA. Why? Because you're there. And so Lake City, we're coming for you. Hey, of course, this year all these. All right, I don't need to play any more of it. I okay. do want to. I do want to give wait, you a screenshot wait. of what this hideous thing looks like, though. And I want you to just give me your reaction to this. What this is? This is Patagonia. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, now it's all coming together for me. So, <laughs> correct me, forgive me for my inaccuracy, but. I have heard all that. I've also seen that person. I didn't know that it was the same thing. Mm -hmm. But if you just listening to it, does it not sound like it had to have been a cartoon? Yeah, it, but it sounds like a cartoon. So I heard it on a podcast, played back like we just did, and just assumed that it was like an animated work. I didn't know. No, it was it's like a person. six foot four redheaded dude with a mustache and a wig, in a in a rainbow colored dress, gay sashaying as it called it across america dude yeah. oh here's my and so here's my question to you north face already knew what happened to target and certainly to bud light before they decided to release this why are these companies what is the and ford made the the uh, gay raptor maverick no yeah commercial why are these companies doing it knowing how you feeling about to that lose now? market share I'm grandfathered in. I bought it before. It's like if you had Bud Light sitting in your fridge that you bought <laughs> six months ago. Uh, it probably wouldn't taste any different because it's PP anyway. But Ford didn't make any money off me. So, but th that's besides the point. I do, I do not like the truck as much as I did before they released that commercial. Uh, but why are they doing it? Why is it? Is the thing is maybe if all the companies do it, where will we shop? Is that the deal? No, it, it's straight. It's ESG. It's environmental and social governance. It is Wall Street, specifically through BlackRock Capital, requiring in order to get money in the stock market that companies that are publicly traded have these DEI initiatives. And for whatever reason, the LGBTQ one is the most important one and the trans part is the most important of that right like that that they're doing it to get investment from blackrock which controls something like three trillion dollars in capital that's why hmm. they don't get blackrock money if they don't roll with this so and blackrock is probably part of the global cabal the Uber uh, that control everything. It's got to be. Yeah, dude. If they got $3 trillion, I mean, that's more than the GDP of probably 90% of the countries on the planet. So, yeah, they definitely are part of that. 
Uh, um, do you read the Jack Carr books or have you read them? I think I've asked no. you this before. I don't think you do. Dude, I, it is, but I know what you're talking oof. about. There's some pretty telling stuff about like Russia, China, the US, and that like, you know, intelligence stuff and how Russia and China have just baited us into this thing for the last 50 years. They play the long game and America just plays the instant gratification game. Yeah. And yeah. like they started bringing communism to the American South all the way back in the thirties. Yeah. Right. Like, but, and what they realized, and we've detailed all of this dude later on, Herbert Marcuse, this, this intellectual from Germany came over in the forties when Nazi, when the Nazis ran, he and the other Jews out of the country he was a Marxist and he got to America and he start, set up shop at Columbia University and he quickly realized, in fact, he actually has a public quote that said, capitalism delivers the goods. So we can't use capitalism as the wedge in this country for our Marxist revolution. We have to do this identity stuff and we have to start by impregnating it into the, into the uh, entertainment and education uh systems of this country and it's like wait a minute okay so if marxism is all about equity and you're saying capitalism actually provides real equality and uh, you know people ability to lift themselves up then what's the point what what's the revolution for not in colorado their teachers union said they capitalism uh is a threat to children and they're going to teach right. socialism Forty thousand members of their uh education union there yeah. So again, though, if you're going to lose 30% of your market share, is that worth getting the BlackRock investment? We'll see, man. I mean, I guess we're going to see, right? Like we're going to see how committed these, these greedy bastards are to this, right? Are to your point, are they willing to sacrifice pros, pro, profits? If they're true Marxists, they should be in pursuit of their you know equity utopia or are they going to look around about a year from now after like four or five straight quarters of of you know profit erosion and say maybe we should stop doing this i don't know depends on what their actual motivations are mm. my guess is it's money and that will matter so more importantly it depends on will the you know the people in America that are fed up with it have the guts to stick to the fight. I'm so encouraged by what's happened with Bud Light and now Target. So, yeah, well, I mean, I think the Chick fil A thing right now, maybe somewhat premature. Again, you know, call me it's when they put a nothing burger. Call me when they start promoting Pride in they June. Open up on Sundays. Right. At the behest but, of atheists. Yeah. I. You know, there there have been a lot of these companies that people still put up with the crap because it's like, well, where else am I going to get X, Y, and Z, right? Mm -hmm. I think one of the analysis I heard about the Bud Light thing is like, one of the reasons it sticks is A, the people who drink it are the direct targets of Bud Light's woke hatred, per what that lady said, right? But B, and more importantly, all you got to do is take one sidestep to your right or left when you're standing in the beer aisle and there's 60 other options. Yeah. So you just grab the other option. Whereas with Target, where are moms going to go? Walmart? 
right? Mm, I'll tell you, it's going to be more Amazon shopping. This is great for Bezos. This is really great for him. That's interesting. Um, That'll be part of it, right? I mean, yeah. You're not going to go to Amazon for everything, though, right? And I don't, my wife will probably go to Costco more. She usually goes there like, mm, I'd say once a month. Yeah, but to your point, I don't Costco know what comes out with uh, trans. I, I don't yes. do the shopping at all those things. So I don't know what Target offers that Costco doesn't. I certainly know the difference between Target and Walmart. And that's mostly just like Wal Martians. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what the appeal to Target was for the moms of America over the last 20 years, but it was strong. Yeah. Um, so, I sent you a link to a, uh, if you, if you want to move on from that. I mean, I guess. Well, we don't have to. Do you have anything else on it? No, I don't. I'm just joking. Move on. Um, so I sent you this link to this UT article. University of Texas labels conservative media outlets as disinformation. University ranked conservative media as the riskiest disinformation sources. This is an article by Katie Marshall on the Texas Scorecard. Taxes. The thing about UT is that it's taxpayer funded, so shouldn't they have a uh, bipartisan like look into things like this? Should they be? Set? The report said the 10 riskiest news outlets were the American Spectator, Newsmask, uh, Newsmax, The Federalist, American Conservative, The Blaze, The Daily Wire, Real Clear Politics, one of your favorites. That one shocked me. And, uh, Reason, The New York Post, and One American News. The, the 10 least risky sites were all left-leaning. Shocker. Um. Okay, so I read the article. I'm not. I think you're leaving something important out. The University yeah. of Texas, with to your point, public dollars because it's a public institution, commissioned a group called GDI to do a study. Mm -hmm. GDI is the one that produced that crap. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I, the the article did not make clear to me what then happened with it. It did say very specifically that they didn't use up all the budget and Austin, you know, and UT did not finish paying them. Like didn't pay, like they withheld funds that they could have used for this project. I don't know why I didn't explain why I just said like there was more budget available and this GDI group didn't get it. I doubt it's because they grossly disagreed with the outcome. Maybe GDI was because they're a bunch of Marxists and they don't understand, you know, profit. They probably didn't realize they could have gotten that money from them and just sent an invoice. I don't know. But my point is like, an investigative journalist discovered this. I don't know that this <laughs> they is proof. That, that wasn't an investigative journalist. That was the person who uh, wrote it. No, it was just a propaganda hit piece. If you're saying that those ten are risky, no, I'm saying the person that produced the the article you forwarded me. Oh right, the expose. Yeah. That was an investigative journalist that said, right. "Hey, look at this thing that Texas did." Right. Yeah. But they kind of spun it like Texas. They, in fact, the, the headline, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was very clear. Like, University of Texas says... Able's you know, conservatives, conservative media, media outlets is disabled. Right, that's not true. The University of Texas hired a company to do a study on news outlets to determine biases, and that group 
came back and said the 10 worst are all conservative and the 10 best are all liberal. So, but here's, here's the thing is, why and she includes is a quote UT from wasting money on a study for, for this GDIL to do this study. Why are they paying them for that? You damn well knew what the results were going to be. So I'm sure UT knew. Did you knew, say they that? Know I know the results going. Well, we I, already know that the university system is completely left leaning. They're not going to hide. I'm not, not saying that's not the case. And I'm they're certainly not going to pay a news or they're not going to pay this company to do this research unless. They already know ahead of time that it's going to support their narrative. They're not going okay, to do but it. But what did the University of Texas then do with this? I, I don't know. Like, Maybe did they get handed out in flyers in the middle of campus? Did it get published in the Longhorn Gazette News or whatever the hell the school of newspaper is? Know. As far as I know, look at the source that that you sent me. I'd never heard of that outfit. Texas Watch or whatever. Texas Scorecard. Texas Scorecard. Yeah. Right. My point is like, I don't know that this is that big of a deal. Texas wasted some money on a bogus on a bogus thing that one of the students who was I'm, it seems like gdi utilizes students in their research so there's some kind of partnership between this gdi group and and the university of texas mm -hmm. right it's probably just like an in some ways from the texas university of texas standpoint giving kids something to do it's like an academic pursuit for kids but one of the kids that was quoted, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, the only researcher that was quoted was like, yeah, it was pretty clear their methods were biased and we had a problem with it. Did you catch that? Mm -hmm. That was one of the kids that had been had partaken in producing the report said GDI came in. I guess what they did was this GDI group basically used students from Texas to generate the product. Mm hmm. One of the kids that they tapped, a University of Texas student, was like, it seemed really biased because of X, Y, and Z. Thank God. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you are of the opinion that it's not that big of a deal. I just don't, it's not, I, I don't know what it. To me, it was like, oh, uh, look at this, look at this study that uh, taxpayers paid for. That basically just says. Oh, and here's the other thing. The we only outlets that were actually telling the truth over the last three years or now disinformation we say taxpayers fund the university of texas but that's a misnomer too first of all that school has fifty thousand students paying tuition and a 40 billion dollar endowment that's generating its own income worth millions of dollars a year yeah, they've they got one of the most profitable foot they got one of the most profitable sports programs in america so it's not really true that texas taxpayer dollars fund everything that the university of texas does in fact my guess is that their public funds are dwarfed by all that other stuff that i just mentioned probably the so. ut brand the longhorn brand makes 95 percent of the dough hmm. and the endowment the endowment probably makes more than any of it when you've got 40 billion dollars invested that's printing cash what about all of the um legislation that wasn't passed in texas over the last couple of days like i i saw this one that to be woefully ignorant of to what you, what you speak well that which you speak the republicans were trying to pass a uh amendment a constitutional amendment requiring texas voters to be u.s citizens didn't get passed dude i was in africa when i saw that headline i'm, sh I'm sharing it with they're like what I, I they're like i don't understand your country how can you let non-citizens possibly have the ability to vote like this shouldn't even be up for debate it should have already been a law like are we sure that it's not i don't know well i, I don't know why it would be why democrats 
Democrats block constitutional amendment requiring Texas voters to be U.S. citizens. How could it? How, I mean, how, oh, a constitutional amendment? Yes. Okay. So again, I would bet you money. Okay. We can try to do the research, and I'm not going to do it in this moment because I've got 15 minutes. But if it was an attempted constitutional amendment, it's probably redundant to existing law. You can't be an illegal alien and vote in Texas. I don't believe you can do that. You have to get a driver's license. You know, you have to have residency. All of that stuff requires proof of at least legal status in this country, right? We do have voter ID laws in this state. A constitutional amendment versus just a statute are two different mm -hmm. things, right? It's probably already statutory. And they were trying to then make it a constitutional amendment comparable to like, you know, our Second Amendment and First Amendment rights, which, first of all, if you're going to put it in the Constitution, it's supposed to be a protected right, not a, I mean, this would be a prohibition. Okay, this is about Texas. It's really a microcosm of every state. Like, it should not It should be a law across the board. It should be, it should be a national law. You, you should be. Yeah, you, you should, should be, be like, have to be an American citizen to vote without question. I'm just saying, like, I don't know that the fact. I don't think it's some epic failure, uh, you know, indicative that Texas is, you know, turning into California that a constitutional amendment for this got blocked when it's already the law here. I'm 99% sure. And the bar. So, okay. To pass most laws, you need 51% majority in the House and the Senate, right? The way but I read this was like, you know, you have a right to hunt bill and it's a preemptive thing so that if they ever came for that. You couldn't. Yeah, it's in the Constitution. It. If it's in the so Constitution, that's why I was reading this. Like, oh, they're just trying to be proactive here, and now the Dems right. blocked it. But, but what know. they did when they gave America Texans the right to hunt and fish was they gave us a protected right and said that nothing that the Texas legislature can ever do can impair this. No state agency can impair this. Same as the Second Amendment, the government cannot infringe upon our rights to carry. Same as the First Amendment, the government cannot infringe upon our rights to freedom of speech and freedom of expression and religious freedom. Right? And yet they do. This is saying you can't vote in this country. Unless you are a citizen, that's not a protection of rights via the Constitution. That's a law. And again, my hint, 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 hunch is we already have that law. Okay. And this was an attempt to take it to another level. But the problem is to get a constitutional amendment, you need something like a two-thirds majority instead of a simple 51% right. majority, right? So, of course, the Democrats would block that. I mean, they have enough. They have at least a third of the House and the Senate, right? So they're able yeah. to block it is the thing. What about... Dave uh, Phelan's drunken rant, like where he's trying to, you don't know the, the Texas, um, I think he's this, yeah, he's the Texas house speaker, Dave Phelan. He was on, we had the gavel in his hand this past week. I'm, this is all what I saw on social media, but I was an app. I'm not on social media. So he smart. was intoxicated, slurring his words. Dude, it says uh, a recent poll. Only 24% of GOP voters say they would vote for Phelan over a conservative challenger. Dude, yeah, it's, the video's terrible. He's just completely inebriated. While, while, the, while Congress is in session. While presiding over yes. Texas legislature? Yeah, that's yes. a bad look. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, yeah, I for sure thought you would have seen that. Okay. Uh, what else? Um, debt ceiling, Trump. New fall boosters. You said you only have 15 minutes. What do you want to tackle there? Yeah, you wanted to regroup tomorrow, so we uh, need to table some of those. Probably the debt ceiling, most timely. It's being signed today. Yeah. Uh, you going to be able that. to get this thing up today? Yeah. To plan? Cool, because we definitely are going to be hurting on on the algos. Uh, the 
So what's your what's your understanding of this bill that is being passed by the Senate today? All I hear is Republicans say bad, bad, bad. They're increasing the debt by four or the budget by four trillion. That's their proposal. The, the Democrats are like, good, good, good. And the Republicans are like, maybe we should default on our debt. Uh, but last thing I saw today was that they had struck a deal. McCarthy had knocked it down to like two point one trillion or something like that. Time out. I want to close the loop on this. According to capital.texas.gov, the Texas Constitution does not explicitly limit Texas non-citizen voting in state or local elections statutorily, right? So there's the Constitution as the overriding thing that protects rights, and then there's statutes that create laws, right? Statutes cannot violate the Constitution, right? statutorily an individual must be a registered voter to vote in the texas elections and citizenship is a current requirement for voter registration okay so that's the point i was making it's already backed up by our registration process that you have to be a citizen of the united states well that makes sense right and so to make it a constitutional thing was just republicans that's one of those things where the republicans wanted to make the democrats look bad and said hey there's no one chance in hell we'll get a constitutional amendment here i would argue that a negative right is not what the constitution is for the constitution is to protect a a right from the government not for the government to say certain other people don't get you know don't get a right you know what i mean like it's a Mm. it's not what the constitution is supposed to do the constitution is supposed to limit the government not limit the citizenship, but the statute in this case limits to the citizens, and that's all we need. Okay, well, so, it works because I saw the headline in Africa, and I was like, those right. Democrats. Right. You know? It worked. Exactly. Yeah. And it was all it was intended to do because they knew damn good and well they weren't going to get a constitutional amendment passed. Yeah. Conversely, that, just that a couple of years ago, they did get a constitutional amendment passed that allows us all to carry whether or not we have a permit in this state. Now, that is what the Constitution is for. Right. So getting back to the debt ceiling, um, was my assessment, right? They're they've, they've cut it based almost in half and now they're about to sign it. I'm not sure about the cutting it in half part, what they've done, dude, <laughs> they've actually, they, they've reduced some spending. Mm-hmm. They haven't, re- I don't know. What, what did you say got cut in half? I thought it was proposed to be like 4 trillion and now they've cut it down to like two something. Yeah. in increased spending supposedly. Right, right. They were proposing four, and now they've cut it down to two something. Is is what I saw, and they're getting ready to sign it. Right. Well, Byron Donald says that he doesn't think the cuts are there to even reach two. That they'll still be. What happened, dude? This is the this is the this is the swamp. This is the rhinos. It did. It clawed back some COVID spending. It um, put a work requirement, additional work requirements on people under the age of like fifty five that have no children and no disabilities who are claiming, um, you know, federal benefits. It actually suspended the debt ceiling until 2025. There is no debt ceiling. There is now no debt ceiling. There's no debt ceiling. So while they may have clawed $2 trillion in new spending back, what they actually did was basically give Congress and the president a blank threat to go to $6 trillion if they want. Because there's no debt ceiling. They suspended it. They suspended it so that they cannot bump up against it between now and the next election, very specifically. Oh, in exchange for that, they reinitiated payments to student loan, uh, to you know people with student loans under the so Biden that's gonna student that's going to happen loan. now. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's back in the works after the, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Supreme Court had struck it down or some court had struck it down. Yeah, they overrode that. Now, I heard Thomas Massey, who generally I regard as one of the best congressmen we have, defending this on Glenn Beck, explaining, yeah, we suspended the debt ceiling, but we have a, um, what do they call that? Um, we basically, it's, we have a spending bill coming up at the end of the year, right? Like every year there's appropriations, right? There's the appropriations bill. There's the Which budget the, for next year. Budget, yeah. Yeah. And he's claiming that by agreeing to this suspension of the debt ceiling, that the real work of actually reining in the budget, the deficit, and the debt is still ahead of us because now we can, we have leverage as we go into they, the Republicans, go into the fall to negotiate next year's actual spending to actually cut money out. So his, his whole thing was like, this was a debt ceiling deal. We did the debt ceiling deal in a vacuum. And at a later date, we're going to come back around and we're going to be dealing with the, the actual spending. That's where we'll put our feet in the sand and we'll say, you know, this stops here. I don't have a lot of optimism that that's going to play out like that. What do you think? They suspended the debt ceiling. There is no debt ceiling until no. 2025. No. None. So we just don't have a debt ceiling now. So two years of just freewheeling and dealing, printing money that we don't have. You know who loses in this deal? It isn't the Our elites. kids? It isn't. Our grandkids? I'm talking about today. <laughs> right now. It's the middle class. They're the ones that's, that are footing the bill for this. Yeah. By and large. Like how This doesn't affect anyone that's living uh, paycheck to paycheck. Or, and God bless anyone that's doing that because you're at least working. But people that are getting handouts, if you have no debt ceiling, they're going to continue to get their handouts. They did apparently get rid of, I don't know if it's all, I don't know if it's clear. I don't know if anybody even is aware, but apparently that whole, that, that bill that they passed where they created 87,000 new IR, armed IRS agents, right? Mm. Some level of that got with, withdrawn in this $2 trillion reduction. Again, keep an understand, right? That in the next two years, $4 trillion in new spending above what we're at now was already on the books. So they cut that down to two. So we're still going to be $2 trillion further into debt because we have no money, no matter what they just did. That's why they had to suspend the debt ceiling because the spending course that we're on already exceeded the existing debt ceiling, right? We should just, you know, but this goes back it, to me being a nationalist. Like we need to stop sending money to other countries. Like stop doing it. it. The, the the biggest the single biggest ticket by it's like seventy or eighty percent of the budget is the defense spending man. But I Which guess to your point, a lot of that is being other countries. Sending. Fair enough, you're right. But what it really is is sending money to Raytheon and Lockheed, <clears throat> wherever there's some more stock. Wherever the bombs end up doesn't matter. The money's <laughs> going to those guys. But okay, so I don't know if it's all eighty-seven thousand. If it's part of that, if it's fifteen of them, I I, I don't know how many. But one of the wins was a reduction in this, ex this, this expansion of the IRS. I thought about this the other night. You tell me what you think. I would, if, there'd be no way to ever determine it, but I'd bet money that the reason the Democrats pulled that in the first place is, was just to let it be something that they could then later kind of give to the Republicans to get all the other crap that they wanted. 
You know what I mean? Like, hey, we'll yeah. stick them with 87,000 new IRS agents, and then we'll be willing to give them that back later on to keep from having to give up on our you know, student debt relief and blah, 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 right? Because you know, if there's one thing Americans can agree on, right, left, or center, they don't want more IRS agents. That was one of the things at the time I was like, why in the, it's the least popular, everybody hates that, what? Mm-hmm. So all it was was a little bargaining chip, that, you know, an ace they slid up their sleeve for a later date. Yeah. Like, hey, no, look, that makes Republicans sense. get a big win, less IRS agents. But meanwhile, everything else is F. Well, you get a blank check. Right. <laughs> yeah. To spend on things like uh, handing people needles for their heroin addiction. Another $300 million to Ukraine as of yesterday. There's a lot. And going back to those books that I'm, I was listening on audiobook on the, there's five, six books in the series. And I was listening, listen to the fifth one and I'm into the sixth one now. And that whole Ukraine thing, dude. Mm. And the guy that writes it is a former special ops Navy right. SEAL. Yeah. He's, he's in tune. He knows what's going on. Did you finish, uh, Brave uh New World? Yeah. So I finished the book and then there's the Brave New World revisited. Have you read that? No, not yet. Okay, so that's where I'm at. So the book is finished, and then after it was after it was originally published, he went back and wrote like a ninety page an epilogue or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So I've started yeah. that. Um, it still blows my mind that that book was written in 1931. After reading it, 1931. Pretty Insane, creepy, man, dude. How many different versions of soma do we have in modern society? All the prescription drugs. All of them. Cannabis. All of them. Alcohol. Yeah. Television. Does social media. Yeah. No, social media is not so much. So much made to, re- to relax you. These social media is not relaxing. Uh, it's made it's to control opposite. you is what it's made for. True. Soma was for control. Yes. <sighs> yeah. I think so- the SSRIs are the most obvious, right? Like, don't worry about the world. Here's a way to, you know, erase your awareness of how screwed up everything is, right? This is how you deal with the cognitive dissonance, the double think, as Orwell would have called it. Yeah. It's damning, man. So, but yes, we'll review. I've got lots of notes. I've got it's sticky notes on like every fifth page of things to hit on there. So good. Um, all right. So we're going to try to tape one tomorrow, but I, like, we need to discuss this and we can just air it out publicly. So we try to release every Thursday, which right. sometimes is like, oh, well, this topic is now six days old. So I don't know if we're going to record one tomorrow and then try to release it next Thursday. I don't know. Should we break that cycle up and just put it out on Monday or something? Mm-hmm. You want to always go to Thursday. Mm-hmm. What is the algorithm? Mm-hmm. We're slaves to the algorithm. Yeah, let's... Let's just see what the conversation holds and we can make a call at the end. It'll be a surprise, y'all. It would be better to get back on our routine for sure, I think. For yeah, the sorry, my travel schedule. We went back again from like almost 200 listeners to like we missed one week and we got like 50. Hmm. Well, apologies. I am traveling again next week, so we'll just see what happens. Gotta work. Yeah. Gotta go bear hunting in Canada. It's a tough job. I got to take a leak and get on with you look like you like henry stuff. when he has to go pee pee and yeah kinda... i almost asked you to stop 30 minutes ago but i didn't <laughs> want to get chastised for it so we're on a roll all right that's gonna do it for justified pursuit episode 127 
We'll release 128 sometime soon. Uh, for Chisholm Cook, I'm Cable Smith. He is squinting. He's got to go to the bathroom. Got to get out of here. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you next time. And I got to go. And she said, hello, country pumpkin. How's the frost out on the pumpkin? I've seen some sights, but man, you're something. Where'd you come from, country pumpkin?